these ones eat my shorts 12 I feel like you ask me this every time (laughs) you always forget the uh, uh, it's interesting it's interesting that they start with me asking how did they start (laughs) it'll usually just be you saying hey my name's Nick I'm Nick this is Nick from the podcast and you're listening to pods in the key of Springfield eat my shorts do I I say my name that often uh, you say it more usually. I have to cut back. For... That's weird. Yeah. Um, today we're going back to one of our classic. Oh wait, no, wait. What is this called? Um, control pods in the key of Springfield. Control pods in the key of Springfield. <laughs> our our video game subset of the Eat My Shorts subset of the pods in the key of Springfield. Megalopolis. And for the maybe the first time ever, we're operating under actual time restrictions. We have another thing we need to do in fifty-five minutes, so we yeah. really need to. Just shoot this out and move on with our lives. Man, people breathed a sigh of relief when they said that when they heard you say that we've got to do this quickly. And then, boy, did people tense up again when you said we've got to shoot this out. <laughs> uh, they, they they understand at this point. So this episode is about the game Virtual Bot. Virtual Virtual Butter Boy. The hell happened I Virtual Bot? So this game was released on the Super Nintendo and the Genesis. And of the, course, the uh, SNES and the Jinzes. Yes, SNES and Jinzes. <laughs> now we need, we don't own. Have you met my friend? Have you met my friend Jinzes? <laughs> I have actually. Uh, Lovely woman. Yeah. Uh, now this game we don't have a copy, although I just I have played this game in the days of my youth, and you seemed to you had a twinge of remembrance yeah, while watching there the was, video. There was one level, so we watched a playthrough, there was one mm. level that we looked at which felt very, very, yeah. very familiar to me. You turned to me, single tear rolling down your cheek, and you said, I remember. I remember everything now. I remember Jenna Snares. Yeah. Um, uh, but I didn't have... Oh, I did have a SNES for a while. But the, the rest of the game didn't seem familiar to me at all, which makes me wonder if maybe the, the water slide level, could that have been used... Again, in some other game? I'm not sure. Possibly as a form of warfare, considering how unenjoyable it is. It was terrible. Now, this game, the only review I could find a record of was by uh, EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly. They gave it a 4.8 out of 10 for the Super Nintendo version. Now, James, I'm not one of your fancy big city video game journalists. No, you're a fancy big city lawyer. Yeah. Is uh, is 4 out of 10, uh, 4.8 out of 10, is that considered, how would one say, good? Uh, I would say that it's just about the highest score there is, Nick. Interesting. Uh, Now, EGM said that the control is awful, the stages unappealing, the whole thing feels rushed. Huh. And they weren't referring to the uh, famous Canadian prog rock band Rush. For once, they were referring to the the state of development in which things are rushed through. I see. Much like this podcast, because we are limited in time. Do you think that maybe... Because, uh, you know, there's a, very, there's a very famous story about a video game recently where there was a lot of pressure put on people to get things done on time. You know, people working whatever it was, 100-hour weeks or 100-hour days or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, of course, the Red Dead Redemption Rockstar Studios. Um, mm. Do you think that in total, 100 hours was spent <laughs> on Virtual Bart? I'm look. I'm sure. Even though this game looks like a nightmare, I'm sure that they worked really fucking hard on it. It's mm. uh, making games is a nightmare at the best of times. Well, I choose to not take pity on them because this is a crap game. 
<laughs> it opens at Bart at a science fair, and we see that his experiment is that he has Homer's head alive in a jar. That's curious. Which is weird, because Homer pops up at the end of this game. The end of the game is Homer getting trapped in the very same virtual reality machine that Bart has spent the entire game trapped within. What? Uh, implying, of course, that the rest of the series is Homer's virtual reality dream. I see, a VR dream. Yeah, which would explain a lot. But Homer, uh, Bart gets hooked up to this nightmare machine at the start of the game, and has to play through six dis- uh, disparate levels of... Yes. Uh, Platforming nonsense and uh, various forms of mayhem. Yes. I mean, mayhem implies that there might be some excitement inherent in the environment. I would say several forms of varying tedium. Nothing in this game stood out to me as looking particularly enjoyable. Have you noticed most of these games are focused solely on Bart? We don't get any of the rest of the family and most of them, or they might pop up on the fringes. And And this one's only focused on a virtual Bart, not even the real one. Yeah, little virtual Bart. We got Bart, we got that one game where Krusty's running around like fucking rats or whatever that game was about. And uh, mostly, you know, we got the Simpsons arcade game where the full family gets involved. Mostly it's just little Bart, because I guess the idea is that little boys were the target market of video games. So we got to put the little boy front and center. Yeah, I Buddy I su- boy. I, su- I suppose that is indeed a, a thing. But here's the thing, Nick. What? Anyone can play and enjoy video games. They're are for you, everyone. Are you sure Dog? about that? Yeah. Are you sure? Why? What, no, what of are, course What are your the theories on this? <laughs> oh, I don't think anyone wants What's to hear What's that shirt you're wearing right now? It says uh, games are only for men. Stay out. <laughs> the addition of stay out is a bit harsh. Your shirt is actually of the uh, rabbit with the holy hand grenade. It's the Beast of Kayorbanog from yeah. Monty Python. Oh, God. And not a, not shows... only am I recording a podcast, I'm talking about my Monty Python shirt and I did the voice. Well, my shirt is an outline of the head of David Lynch and it says, uh, Fix your hearts or die, which is a... Uh, it's a message of uh, trans acceptance in the show Twin Peaks. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. This has been Sneaky Peaks. We are like the dreamer who dreams and then lives inside the dream. Uh, so let's get back to this he fucking... He did it again! <laughs> I didn't even realise it that time. <laughs> so the first game we see, Bart becomes a dinosaur, and he <laughs> storms around through olden times. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Dinosaur, one of the five dinos. There's, of course, Dino Sweet, <laughs> Dino Sour, Dino Umami, Dino Salty, and Dino... Savory? Sa- no, it's Umami. Um, fuck, how, do I, how have I forgotten the four tastes? Sweet, Sour, Salty, Umami. And... What is the last one? I don't know. <laughs> bitter, bitter, bitter. Dino is this going to be about rocks again? Dino uh, Bitter. Sedimentary. <laughs> sedimentary, Igneous, and Metamorphic. Yeah, I remember them all now. I remember everything. <laughs> I remember them all because I listened back to that episode of this podcast. Which episode? The two episodes in which I've tried to list that type of rock. So we get a, a segment that reminds me of the Home Alone video game on the Super Nintendo. Have you ever played the Home Alone game? Um, no. I have. Not very good. Not very good. Interesting. No. Yeah, Interesting. wouldn't expect that from uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, Home Improvement. Yeah. You said Home Alone. Did I? Yeah. Ah, well, I And mean... then you said Tim the Toolman Taylor, and I was like, Macaulay Culkin and Tim the Toolman Taylor are two very different but equally tedious people. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a very different movie? 
What a film. It was Tim the Toolman Taylor trying to avoid Joe Pesci in his own home. And the thing I love about that though is that all of the all of the booby traps that Macaulay Culkin sets up. It would up make so much more sense if Tim the Toolman Taylor was the one who set them up. But I like to imagine that he wouldn't even know that he was doing it to uh, to foil the robbers. He was just so bad at home hardware that things like oh this door handle heats up and so they get a third degree burn when they go to open the door because I'm Tim the Toolman Taylor and I fucked it because I. Don't have Al Borland here to teach me how to use the 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 the, the oh god I can't remember the name of the tools fuck uh, <laughs> I was working up to such a crescendo and I can't remember the name of the tools I like this idea so much though I, think, I know isn't this nice should we start a Kickstarter I think we should I don't I don't know how involved I want to be with um, Tim Allen these days but how much do you like cocaine. <laughs> In the 80s, yeah. when he was jailed for dealing. Yeah, and when he ratted out all the other people that were also yes. part of his thing, yeah. Uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor, if you want to come on the show and refute this. Fucking <laughs> hell. Invitation is not open to Tim Allen, although if Woody the Cowboy would like to come... No, he was the other one, Buzz Lightyear. If Buzz Lightyear would yes. like to come on uh, to Infinity and beyond. Binford. Binford was the name of the tools in Home Improvement. Okay. I started Googling that and then remembered before the result came up. So this garbage dinosaur game seems to go on forever. It lasts until Bart's in the Ice Age, jumping around on glaciers with cave people throwing shit at him. Also, this video game shows dinosaur and humans coexisting. Is this video game creationist propaganda? Ooh, well, I think think you'll find it scientifically accurate, Nick. Uh, hmm. You know, since the world began 6,000 years ago... Is is this podcast creationist (laughs) propaganda? (laughs) Well, I've been trying to keep it pretty under the radar, but, you know... Have you heard the good word, Nick? I've been trying to keep it pretty wherever I go, radar regardless. <laughs> so there's, there's some dinosaur bullshit. It, eventually it ends. It's good. Uh, then we get Pig Bart. He's a pig man, Jerry. He's a little pig man. Yeah, we get this section where Bart in the virtual reality machine is turned into a pig. And he has to like trot around this pig factory. On a a cannery. He's yes. in a cannery. That's right. Which That's is the weird thing. Because I'm not sure if... if I guess spam is the closest we have to pigs in cans. But we see like bagged hams yeah, in I, the cannery. I wouldn't say that was in the cannery. I'd say that was in a pig processing plant. The PPP. <laughs> okay, we got the PPP, but I feel like we see the PPP products in the sea. <laughs> or the uh, the SC, I suppose. The spam cannery. The spam cannery. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that I think... The spam cannery where they can spam. I think... That's where we see the PPP. <laughs> Turns out putting us under a time crunch turns us into Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Fucking hell. I do not like this spam in a can. I do not like it, but I am. <laughs> this would be a treat. Uncle Mo, here I am while you eat. The uh, spam in a can. Oh, the spam in a can. And the PPP. Um, I think uh, 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 Pig in a Tin was actually the first name for spam. Didn't catch on. Pig in a Tin, wasn't that your 90s scar band? <laughs> pick it up, pick it up. Pig it up, pig it up. That's a very good scar joke for anyone listening along at home. Dan, Dan from Adelol, that one's for you. This looks like more uh, platformer bullshit. Yes. And I feel like platforming is a bad idea when your character has four legs. As, as I've always oh, said in 2D platformers, four legs bad, two legs good. Oh, I see. That's a nice little uh, George Orwell Animal Farm reference there. Yes. Uh, thank you, Orwell, if you are out there and would like to come on the podcast and maybe talk about 1984, which is uh, the current year, I believe. Maybe a little too political. Oh, oh I see what you've uh, done there. Uh, uh, oh. uh, uh, uh. Anyway, I wish I could turn off my TV. It just keeps playing all these propaganda's rants. <laughs> and other 
Big Brother references from 1984 as well. Yeah. I don't remember any other references, to be honest. Good book, though. It ends with what looks like the most insane boss fight of little Piggy Bart in this office with these three businessmen. Yeah, that was weird. Who are throwing shit at him. Like, one is throwing books, I think, or the books are just jumping off the shelf. One guy is throwing pens at him. Hmm. And he needs to lure each of the three men into the path of the projectiles that either the other two are throwing or the environment is throwing at him. Yeah. And it sucks. It looks terrible. Um, yeah, I didn't, it took us a long time to figure out what was happening in that game. One of the, one of the, one of the head honchos, one of the executive, I described him as being a proto Ron Swanson. Yeah, he um, did look which, like Ron Swanson. He got is, that little mustache. Which is weird. Um, and he keeps doing forward flips. Whole thing was a bit weird. Yeah. Do you mean Ron Swanson does the forward flips or the little proto boy did the forward flips? I've always felt like the forward flip is harder than the back flip. That's an interesting question. It wasn't really a question, it was a statement. I had, um, I had some friends at university when I was studying my non-law degree. End my, of anecdote. Uh, my journalism degree. Yep. They were um, identical twins who were divers. They were like Australian competition level divers. Oh, yeah. And they could both do back and front flips from a, like a standing start on the ground. That is impressive when you can get two guys who look the same, who stand next to each other mm. and then both jump up and do a flip. I can barely jump as it is. I feel like sitting down is an effort, like sitting down from a standing position to the ground. I see. Yeah. Quick question about the, the cannery, about the pig cannery. Yep. Um, do you notice that this was a crusty branded pig processing plant? A crusty branded <laughs> triple P? Interesting thing about that, crusty, Jewish, Jewish faith tends not to be a fan of ham. They tend to avoid it. I can only imagine that this derogatory depiction of, um, a, of a Jewish person, um, is this... Is this creationist propaganda? Isn't this just Krusty selling out? Isn't that part of his whole thing? Is that he just pretends not to be Jewish? He sells pork products all the time? I guess so. Is this not established canon within the series? I just wanted to, I just wanted to make a creationist propaganda callback. Yeah, well, good. It was good. It was good, and I enjoyed it. And the uh, the KBPPP with its SC, a uh, lot, of, lot of letters being Krusty, thrown about here. Krusty brand pig processing plant spam cannery. Yeah, we've thrown a lot of letters around tonight, but the important thing is to love one another. So next we get the water, the water slide level, which I remember playing. Is that when? Is, is was that Jerry Springer's final thing when he hosted combative Scrabble tournaments? <laughs> We've thrown a lot of letters around tonight, but um, <laughs> you know, there's a few racks that have been thrown at a few eyebrows. But uh, guys, it's really important to remember. And take get, care of yourself and each other. Get that triple word score. Get that triple word score, <laughs> baby. Yeah, so we get the um, we get this water slide level, which is the one that I very distinctly remember playing, and you seem to have some glimmer of recognition. Glimmer of as recognition, well. yeah, yeah, because that was the name of my prog album. I rented this game on the Super Nintendo, and my memory is I don't know if you actually got to choose which levels you played. We see Bart spinning in this weird virtual reality machine he's mm. in, and I feel like the machine stops on a game, and you just have to play that one. Yeah, right. And we uh, we see him do the the water slide bullshit, mm. and I remember it was awful. It was terrible. Yeah, because the water slide bullshit is. <sighs> I've talked about this before with uh, the Ren and Stimpy game, yeah, and the downhill cycling level. But the water slide in this uh, in Virtual Bart is one of those classic, uh, what early mm. mid nineties video game things where there are obstacles that before they register on the screen, you have to be steering to avoid them. 100%. It's a game of memorization. It is le bullshit. 
I feel like the only game I can think of that got this kind of design right was the original Battletoads. Yeah. With the uh, those levels everyone hates where you're on the hover speeder yeah. bike that are actually kind of fun. You just need like fucking insane reflexes to yeah, get those. them done. Yeah. That, this is kind of like that, but if it was like uh, bullshit and terrible and awful and hmm. bad. All of those things. All of those things at once. So we see him steering through this thing. You need to memorize the pathway because there are parts where it forks either left or right. Mm. And my memory is if you go the wrong way, it really fucks you up. There's a time limit. You have to keep collecting clocks because that used to be every game had a time limit because they could only design like 30 minutes of game and they needed to extend it somehow. Yes, absolutely. So that's why games were so difficult back in the day. Bros, calm down a bit with your shitty rhetoric. Although people don't really do that so much anymore because games are generally pretty good these days. Sure. Yeah. So, awful. Hate it. Hate this game. Yeah, I, I hate this game. <laughs> uh, I was The other thing I was thinking, I though... I was so unenthralled by the game that I started looking for various audio cables and adapters to try and <laughs> fix the not-quite-fixed situation for the thing that we're about to do. Yeah, we're cameoing on a Dungeons & Dragons podcast after this. I assume that will already be up by the time this is up. We will have shared the details somewhere. I can't believe that this is a thing I'm about to do. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. It'd be great. Yeah, I know, but doesn't that just fit perfectly within your character? <laughs> Do we enjoy things? No. <laughs> but the thing, the thing I was thinking while watching this, it hit me suddenly, oh, after like uh, however many years. It hit like, me like a Scrabble tile at a competitive Scrabble <laughs> tournament hosted by Jerry Springer. Like after like 22 years, I'm going to see how this level ends, baby. Oh, baby. So finally I get to see Bart exits the tube and splashes water all over Sherry and Terry. Sherry and Terry. I mean, that's... That's important. That's real comedy to me, to splash... Two little girls with water coming yeah. out of a pipe. Yep. I mean, what's funnier than that, Nick? Tell me, what's funnier than that? And you know, the other thing, they're identical twins. They didn't even do a synchronized front flip or back flip. No, no. no. They never even went to journalism school. Not like my mates, Kim and Pat. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if their names were also Sherry and Terry? That would have been amazing. <laughs> and then next... Sherry we... and Terry, two well-renowned gender-neutral names. <laughs> then we get uh, a Actually, mad... I suppose, I suppose Terry is. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't see Sherry could be a man, couldn't it? Uh, I don't know. Sherry could be a fortified spirit from fucking Portugal. Is Sherry a um like a gender neutral name? I've never met a male Sherry. How many Sherrys have you met? One. <laughs> okay, well I've met two, and they were both women. So maybe this falls apart. Yeah, Terry though. Although really, just name anyone any name you want to give them. Who cares? Mm. It's all fine. Yeah. yeah, actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I should say not. No, maybe maybe we don't need to have gender attached names. Maybe because gender is a spectrum, none of this matters. I agree. Just who gives a shit? Just people have their names and they're whoever they want to be. It's fine. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. We've established that. (laughs) Now we can talk about the Mad Max biking level that we get to see. Uh, Yeah, I didn't. Oh, uh, all I wanted to say is that the 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 whipping mechanic and the kicking mechanic is lifted straight out of Road Rage. Yeah. Crack that whip. Licorice whip. Yes. Now this level where we see Bart dressed up as Mad Max riding around on a motorcycle in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. I was watching this like, ah, is this section of the game good? This looks like it might not be complete shit. Mm. But then we are watching somebody who obviously knows the game fucking inside out playing it. Did you ever see the movie Inside Out? Um, I feel like we talked about this last week. It was good. Um, good movie. Uh, no, I haven't seen Inside Out. I feel what like about I... Finding Dory? Finding Dory. No, yeah. I haven't seen that. Okay, well, you should find Dory in your own life. Is there yourself. a movie based on the Road Rash video games? 
I don't believe so. Hmm. Be kind of dull, wouldn't it? Just a bunch of people running around bikes. Yeah, I'm gonna hit that guy with a chain. They made a movie. Oh, my liver! They made a movie out of battleships. I feel like there's, there's. Yeah, no... but it was very bad. Yeah, I'm sure that Road Rash <laughs> wouldn't be much better. Had Liam Neeson in it. I never saw it, but you know what? Road Rash. No, fucking battleships. Battleships, right? I played Road Rash. I played Road Rash '64. Oh, they did. I didn't know they did a '64 version. I they did. Been... I believe I... we've talked about it on this podcast. I played Road Rash Two on the Sega Mega Drive Two. <laughs> Yeah, so suddenly the game looks pretty good. It's Spart riding around on a motorbike. Yeah. Uh, killing Kearney and Jimbo, who are also riding around on motorbikes. Yeah. And then it's fairly short, and he reaches the end, and we get a couch gag, where Bart runs in to his destroyed house, mm. sits down on the couch, the family has to brush away. They're skeletons now. Oh. Yeah. They're all dead. They're bony bros. It's a little post-apocalyptic, little bloody, little yeah. bloody motorbike lad. Yeah, Homer, he's a bony boy now. Boner. Yeah. He's one of those bony bros. One He's of saying that uh, Boney would have won. Oh, God. <laughs> He's referring to Boney M in some sort of, like, triple M poll, I guess. Um, There's, yeah. Wow. How are you feeling after that stretch? <laughs> Monumental. Like I could run a fucking marathon, Monument- frankly. Monumental. All right, and then we get we get another we get another little segment. I'm looking at our time here. We're going okay, but um, we are fine. Next, we get a game about little baby Bart. Do these people have a way of contacting us when it's time to do this thing? Uh, possibly. I mean, we'll <laughs> jump on their Discord in a moment, but I imagine I'll get a message. I'm going to open the Twitter account to make sure they haven't already messaged me saying, "Oi, oh, I've got what's up, son. I've got push notifications on our pod's Twitter. Oh, so. that sounds like a hassle. Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, it does. Yeah, that one tweet we made that went semi Well, it didn't really go viral. It got like 150 likes. Uh, that was a very irritating afternoon to be my phone. The Scott Ackerman one. Maybe if we mention Scott Ackerman, I don't know, maybe he's got some sort of notification set up where he'll hear, he'll hear us mention him and he'll check out the podcast. Maybe. Scott Ackerman, hello. Uh, anyway, what was I talking about? Little baby Bart. So little Barty boy, he, uh, he hears an ice cream truck. Yeah, it's got the music playing in the background. It goes, baby, but do 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 do, baby, but do 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 do, and keeps going like that. Baby, but do 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 do, baby, but. I don't know what this is. Okay. Daddy, but. People will get it. Have you not heard Baby Shark? Right, okay, I only just figured out then that it was Baby Shark from context. I keep finding myself in groups of people where nobody else is familiar with Baby Shark, and that's usually me, the person who's not familiar with the thing. I guess the thing the thing I'll say is I'm familiar with people referring to Baby Shark because it's been all over normie internet for a while. Yeah, it's but been... But I did not know that that was the accompanying melody for it. I did, And especially because initially I thought you were saying Baby Butt, and I was like, I'm saying baby butt. I know, I know that now. <laughs> Initially, I thought you were saying baby butt, and I was like, what's up with this? Why is he singing a song about little baby butts? Why is this the thing that's happening? So little baby butt, he's jumping around, he's swinging around in trees, doing whatever he wants to do, 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 or whatever the melody was that you just sang. <laughs> now the actual song that's playing. Uh, I only recognize it from what I assume is a parody version from The Simpsons where they're singing Hail to the Bus Driver, mm. which I assume is a real song, but with different lyrics. I've, I don't know. I always Hail thought that was the bus driver. just Hail to the Bus Driver. Bus Driver Man. Hail to the 
You're looking it up. Bus driver. Oh, no. Not Hail to the Thief by Radiohead. <laughs> Although, <laughs> that is a great album if you would like to stop and listen to it. I won't. Okay. Um, it's a popular children's song, particularly among preteens. Oh, so it is actually a real song? It seems to be. Or it's not... A song that's parroting something else? Uh, Singing to the bus driver, or hail to the bus driver, an anonymous United States folk song dating to the mid-20th century, which I believe predates The Simpsons. Um, It is a popular mid-children's song, blah, 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 blah. It is sung to the tune of more traditional British children's songs, The More We Get Together, and Did You Ever See a Lassie? Which in (laughs) turn... Did you ever see a lassie? Did Did... you ever see a lassie? (laughs) Did you ever see a lassie, a lassie? Did you ever see a lassie this, this, this way and that? Do this way and that way and this way and that way. Did you ever see a lassie do this way and that? I don't think I got the rhythm quite right there. There's a there's a, a MIDI file of um. Did you ever see a lassie? Remember how we were meant to try to keep this short, Nick? Who cares? <laughs> Me. <laughs> While this music plays, we get what is basically a video game adaptation of that one scene from Lisa's first word, where Bart is spinning around the clothesline, that scene that gives me tremendous anxiety every time I see it. Earlier today, I saw a real video of somebody uh, who's going paragliding. Well, not paraglide. What's that one where you're like strapped into the thing? And hang gliding. Hang gliding. There's a video of somebody who goes hang gliding, but they're not... Oh my god, stop that. What are you doing? Why are you sucking on your phone like a maniac? Thanks, Jamiroquai. <laughs> I was just doing a bit of mouth wire. <laughs> so I, I was watching this video of somebody hang gliding, but they're not strapped in properly. And the moment they take off, they start, like, oh. they have to grab onto the pole and the person who's meant to have strapped them in. And the whole thing's them just, like, desperately struggling to not fall off this fucking hang glider. <sighs> it goes for three minutes. Somehow no, that video gave me less anxiety than the image of Baby Bart spinning on the clothesline. <laughs> Jesus. So this is a weird, weird little thing where Bart's spinning around, jumping around... Eventually, it turns into a pram race, mm-hmm. where it's him racing little baby Jimbo, little baby Kearney again. The bits with Jimbo and Kearney this game look better than the other parts of the game. Are they maybe the best people in the game? Jimbo and Kearney. Are Jimbo and Kearney the best people? They are the MVBs, the most valuable bullies in the game. Very good. I would say. As opposed to the most valuable, most valuable pulley, which tends to be the one that takes the majority of the weight. In my experience. In a pulley system. Yeah, (laughs) in a pulley system. So then Bart ends up in a circus. He's a little baby at the circus and he's doing his spinning around. This bit of the game looks very tedious. Yes. As does the majority of the game, frankly. Yes. And then uh, he fires himself out of a cannon into the ice cream van. R.I.P. Frankly. What? I don't know. Can't let out. (laughs) I don't think I can. (laughs) I think you did too much setup. Uh, so that ends, and then we get the final mini game, and this one looks very tedious. <laughs> Just for something different, then. Uh, in this one, Bart tries to ruin a school photo by first throwing tomatoes at all of the other students, tomatoes. and then eggs. 
and then eggs. And it plays like, it looks kind of like Angry Birds, but does, firing into the screen and really rubbish. Where does Bart get the fungible income to spend on tomatoes and eggs? Where's he getting, or is he pilfering them all? Well, he, he's living in the Matrix, remember? He's got, the, he's got that Matrix money, bro. So do you mean like the red pill is tomatoes? <laughs> The blue pill, eggs. So, so you plant the red pill and it becomes a tomato plant. That's <laughs> yeah. that's weird. <laughs> and he chucks them at the students. If you hit a teacher, you have to start again, bro. Why? Because you done goofed. Oh, because I done goofed. Yeah. You gotta go again. So, like, he ruins two photos and then the game ends. The and game ruins, is over. And ruins Christmas. He didn't ruin Christmas. Yeah. Well, I mean, his family ruined Christmas by leaving him home alone with Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> And Bart's like, <laughs> what? Bart's become Wario. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I'm home alone. <laughs> can we can we do that? Can we get the Macaulay Culkin like homeless scream and overdub it with <laughs> Can we do that? Yeah. And then what, find a celebratory shot of one of the sticky bandits, like when they when they're <laughs> celebrating the fact that their hand their sticky hand is covered in coins. <laughs> they just become, as the hand comes into shot, we go, Ayahoo! <laughs> sure. <laughs> we could do that, but in what, are we like filming this or are we just doing it? No, we're just overdubbing clips. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I get you. I don't know why. Now, I, uh, now, this game was called Virtual Bard, and it's about Bard in little virtual reality. Yes. I bought myself a PlayStation VR kit last week. A PSVR? Purely to play this new Tetris game. Oh, I've heard good things about the Tetris, Tetris effect. Cause effect. I've, yeah, because I've been playing it uh, without the VR. And this is the new game by uh, Tetsuya Mizuguchi. And this is a guy who every time he puts a game out, like, I kind of forget that he's, like, the best fucking person in games and, like, everything he makes is astonishing. On your tets. So I asked for a review copy of this game because I saw it uh, reviewing really well and I thought, oh, I should put this in the kids' magazine that I write for. Sure. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sure it's really good. It's it's Tetris, so I don't know, you know, like what the ceiling is here. I love Tetris, but still, four minutes into the game, I had to pause because there were tears in my eyes. Oh wow, <laughs> this game is astonishing. Holy shit! I'm like, okay, I, I get it now. I understand this game. I, this this game is about how Tetris can unite us all as a people and potentially solve the world's problems. Okay, I understand. Right. And I went out. I bought the PlayStation VR, so now I could play Tetris in VR, and it's fucking incredible. Much better than Virtual Bart. Interesting. We're now at the point where uh, earlier projections of what VR can do and what it could be, actual VR is better. That's that's nice. It's always a fun moment in technology where like the actual technology supersedes the science fiction understanding of what that technology might be. Yeah. Although I'm yet to find a game I get to hang out with Genghis Khan and eat who he eats. Oh, yes, that is true. Yeah. Which is, of course, the VR dream. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's what we're building up towards, I think. Yes. So this has been my review of a Tetris Effect. I've been getting email from, like, the PR because they see me on Twitter how much I'm loving the game and they're like, you should write something about it. And I'm pitching to all these outlets, but, like, nobody wants to publish anything about Tetris because nobody's going to read it. Mm. So I'll put it on the podcast. Sure. Because I fucking love Tetris Effect. Sure. I'm going to give it a 10 in the kids' magazine. I very rarely give out 10 out of 10s, but this game... This is my kind of game. Excellent. Virtual Bart, though. Virtual Bart can go eat my shit. Oh. oh. Tetris Effect, good. Virtual Bart, 
Uh, yeah, not so good, uh, in my opinion. I think that sums it up here for another week of pods. In the key. Oh. Eating my shorts. Control pods <laughs> in the key <laughs> of Springfield. Uh, a Wuzzle? Bleep blob? I mean, is there a sound? Is there a line I can do? I just from? assumed you would just make a Wario noise or go woohoo or something like that. Wahoo! <laughs> Pretty good, okay. It's I wash my hair with the Don't Formula shampoo and use cream rinse for that just wash shine. I can't seem to find my toothbrush, so I'll pick one up when I go out today. Other than that, I'm in good shape. Wow!